Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So, pop the kettle on and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the October episode of Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast from UEA. My name's Alex and this month I'm joined by Hannah, one of our wonderful higher education advisors. Hi Hannah. Hi, thanks for having me Alex. So today we're going to be joined by Sarah from our School of International Development. But first we're going to look at some of the activities we have on offer to tie in with COP26. That's right. So for those of you who aren't familiar, COP26 is the UN Climate Change Conference. It'll be taking place in Glasgow in early November this year. It's likely to be all over the news and we know it's a subject that students are getting increasingly more interested in. So we wanted to offer sixth form students and colleagues some resources to tie in with the themes of the conference. What sort of subjects is that going to cover? Well, UEA has a strong background when it comes to climate change and you might have seen that in some of the courses that we offer here at UEA. The obvious focus of that is the Climatic Research Unit in our Faculty of Science. But actually, climate change affects so many areas that schools from across the university are incorporated into their teaching and research from business and economics to liberal arts and international development. Brilliant. So a real spread, not just for the science students. And what sort of activities are going to be on offer? Well, while the conference is running, we'll be offering a special series of COP26 themed taster lectures via our partners at Channel Talent. These will be free and open to anybody who wants to join. They will indeed. So do visit uea.ac.uk forward slash study forward slash tasters to view the details and to register. And for those, you can either sign up on behalf of your class and all watch together or alternatively, students can register and join individually if they'd prefer. Excellent. And just another thing, we're actually running a programme called Project Change. This involves a range of workshops, learning resources and competitions. For this one, activity will run until December and more details can be found at projectchange.uea.ac.uk. Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education advice podcast for teachers and advisors. Brought to you by UEA. Now, UEA School of International Development has been at the forefront of research into global issues such as climate change, economic development, environmental justice and gender inequality for nearly 50 years now. And I'm delighted to welcome Sarah Jenkins, our admissions director for the school. Hi, Sarah. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. It's our pleasure. Um, So I've got a few questions to, to ask you. The first one is, When I'm out and about talking to students in the numerous schools and colleges, meeting our lovely um, prospective students and teachers, I find that there can be sometimes a bit of confusion between international development and related subjects or something such as geography, economics, politics, international relations. Could you perhaps kick things off with us today by giving us an overview of international development, where the crossover and differences are with those other subjects I've mentioned, please? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a bit of confusion there because um, actually international development encompasses 
all of those subjects you just mentioned and more. Um, so I guess I think I would begin to answer that question by saying that there isn't really a difference between international development and these other disciplines per se, but rather that in development studies, what we do is we draw on all of these different disciplinary lenses to understand the big problems in the world. So things like climate change and poverty, inequality, racism, war, peace, injustice, um, because this is what development is really all about. It's fundamentally concerned with improving people's lives, with social change, with making the world a better place. And it recognises that in order to do that, in order to kind of address the challenges that we all face in our day-to-day -day lives, um, these aren't just singular and simple challenges, they're sort of multifaceted and they're shaped by all sorts of things like where we live. So do we live in an urban or a rural environment? Do we live in the global north or the global south? What bodies do we inhabit? What environmental risks do we face? What political systems do we live under? What cultural norms shape our decisions? And, and so much more. So in development studies, what we want to do is understand, address and, and kind of mitigate these big challenges in the world, um, the things that are an obstacle in people's everyday lives. But if we want to do that properly, then we really need to make use of this interdisciplinary perspective and to see these issues of having their roots, not just in geography or politics or anthropology or economics, but in all of these things together. Um, so to sort of answer the question of what's the difference, um, I guess the, the difference is in its interdisciplinarity and in its driving concern with social change. It makes me want to come back and study at university again with with the explanation that you've just given us there about, about the course. And obviously you talked a little bit about interdisciplinarity there, obviously a huge focus for a lot of our studies at, at the University of East Anglia. And talking about the differences in those subjects, I guess, what does that mean in terms of the type of students who might enjoy studying a programme such as international development? Um, we get a lot of people who obviously ask us, what type of A-levels do I need for this course? Or what type of subjects should I be studying? So what, what would you say in response to that? Yeah, um, again, I think it, it's, it's really hard to answer that with a sort of definitive, this is what you must study, because it's such a wide ranging subject that really there are no real prerequisites. Um, if I think about the types of student who, who kind of enjoy international development, it does attract a really wide range of students, to be honest, but um, I could say there's probably two, two different categories. The first category is obviously, um, it's immediately attractive to those who've already got a very strong social conscience, those who already know that they want to make a difference in the world, whether that be that they know they want to work in charities or government policy making, or they know they want to work for the UN or some other big international organization. So we do get quite a few students who already know they want to work within development as a sort of big sector. Um, so this course is obviously very attractive to them. But then we have um, another set of students, I think, who um, perhaps don't really know what they want to do. Um, students who've just enjoyed some of their humanities or social science subjects at school particularly. So perhaps they've really enjoyed history or geography or politics or economics, but they like all of them and they don't really want to choose one or they don't really know which one they want to pursue. Um, and I think that's what's great about development um, is that it kind of allows you to do all of these things um, because it is that sort of interdisciplinary interdisciplinary approach. Um, and I think when it, what it all really boils down to is that development studies is going to be attractive to anybody that has a genuine interest in people. 
um, because that's what development is really all about. It's about how we as people, as communities can work together to create social change and improve our lives. So we're going to get some of our new world leaders and real um, people who make an impact, people who study this course. That's what I'm getting from you today, which is lovely to, to be hearing about. We've obviously talked a little bit about combinations of, of subjects there. Can students who choose to study a course such as international development at UEA combine that with any other programmes? Yeah, absolutely. And just to go back to your first point, yes, I, that's, I think, the hope of all of all of us here in uh, DEV, that we are sort of creating the new leaders of the world. Um, in terms of sort of combining subjects, yes, absolutely. Um what we have in, in, in DEV, the School of International Development, what we fondly call it, um, is actually eight different pathways. So you can study straight international development, but you can also study international development with a specialism. So perhaps you want to study geography and international development or media and international development. We have um, international development with the environment or with politics, with economics, with anthropology, or you can study our sort of international development management course, which is our more sort of vocational course, um, sort of really trying to set people up to work within the development industry. Um, and these kind of reflect these different disciplines that make up development studies. So students will have a well-rounded degree in development. They will have that interdisciplinary approach, but you also might have a particular specialism in one of those core subjects that make up development studies. So perhaps economics is what really kind of floats your boat. Um, and so you'll take the economics pathway where you have a lot of core modules in economics, whereas somebody else who might not really be interested in economics, but is more interested in the sort of cultural factors that shape our lives, they would perhaps pursue the sort of anthropology pathway. So we do have those specialisms to kind of add to your degree if you want to. Subscribe to our podcast now and make sure you never miss another episode. And just to build on that in terms of talking about specialisms within the degree, with this more global focus through international development, do students have the opportunity to travel on this course, adding a year abroad or a semester abroad or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. Um, I th we think it's really important for our students especially um, to see the world from lots of different perspectives and points of view. Um, I think one of the criticisms of development in the past is it's been very sort of Western centric. So we do think it's important to provide opportunities for our students to see the world from a completely different perspective. And so we've actually got a lot of different opportunities for travel um, in, in different guises. So firstly, um, all of those degrees I've just mentioned are offered with an overseas placement. And what that is, it's, it's a module that you take in your third year, but really you do the work for it over the summer between your second and third year. And students go on a placement anywhere in the world. So it could be in the UK, but a lot of students go to all sorts of places. So we've had students in Borneo, in Lebanon, in Uganda, um, in the Netherlands. So really the world is your oyster there and what you do is you work for an organization for anywhere between two and six months um, and you come back and you write a report about that organization so that's the sort of overseas placement that we offer we also offer all of those degree programs with a placement year so essentially you do the same thing but you go for a year which would be in between your third and what will be your well it will be your third year and you come back to study your final year as a fourth year 
you can combine those two together. So you could get, if you really wanted, up to 18 months um, working for an organization, either overseas or in the UK. So those are kind of our placement offerings. We also offer study abroad. So that's where you join one of our partner universities for a year and you study modules broadly related to development studies. And again, we have partnerships all over the world, the sort of traditional places that you would expect a study abroad program to be. So we have partner institutions in America, Australia, New Zealand, Europe, the sort of usual suspects, if you like. But in the School of Development, we also recognise that it is important to perhaps open up opportunities in places that aren't so usual from a study abroad perspective. So we have partnerships with universities in Ghana, in Malawi, in South America, in India, so that we really do open up our students opportunities to study in a completely different culture and educational context. And then on top of all that, we do have quite a few field courses. Um, some are quite local, but in the past, we've also taken students to Chile and India. So we've put a lot of kind of emphasis on providing those opportunities for students that do want to take it. What a fantastic opportunity or range of opportunities then that, that students who might be interested in studying this course can get their hands on. And I'm sure obviously our teachers and advisors who are listening will share in that, that with me. Moving on to what students can do with a course like this under their belt once they graduate. What type of careers have, have some of our graduates gone on to do? Yeah, again, I'm going to give you one of those annoying answers of all sorts of things. Um, obviously, we have a lot that go into the development industry itself and, and a lot of our kind of careers um, support that we give to students is about helping people get their foot in the door of the development industry because it can be quite challenging. So that's what all these placements are about. And we offer an employability week where we invite organizations to come here and give keynote speeches and students can network and meet with people that work in these sort of big international and local charity organizations and government departments etc so we do get a lot of students that go on to roles within those sorts of organizations and the kind of role that they take on sometimes really depends on what specialism that they took whilst they were with us so some for example who've displayed a, a real interest in media and international development go on, on to be involved in media management for these organizations others stay more focused on fundraising or, or in risk analysis so a lot of our students do end up in that development sector but that's not to say that all students do and i think one of the brilliant things about development is because it is such a well-rounded degree our students can go on to all sorts of different things and it doesn't really close many doors so some students go on to the more traditional graduate programs they go on to be teachers or accountants this year we've had a student who's decided that they want to sort of combine their passion for development with a sort of newfound passion in in medicine and they've decided to go and do a nursing degree with the hope of joining an organization like MSF, Médecins Sans Frontières, in the future. So I think that's the great thing about development because it's such a well-rounded degree, it doesn't really close any doors. It really is excellent to hear 
people going on doing such great things, obviously from our graduates from UEA, but that whilst there are so many different specialisms and routes that, that students can go go down, that it also seems to cater for so many different people. And, and I, I know from my experience of speaking to teachers and advisors, that's really going to help equip them to, to be able to talk about this as a potential pathway for students who have maybe an interest or are studying A-levels or other qualifications from, from such a different array of subjects. And that's one of the fantastic things we love to obviously promote about university. Some of the courses that students are exposed to at university are things they've never heard of and have so many similarities to what they're already studying. I've got to say Sarah thank you so much for joining us today. I've found this really interesting and I'm sure that really will have maybe tickled our fancy of some of our listeners today and and maybe any questions they've had you've really been able to maybe clarify those for them. If we do have anybody who's obviously listening so any of our advisors or maybe students who have any particular questions where would you say we could direct them to? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we have international development students and academics on our Ask Us platform. So if you just head over to www.uea.ac.uk forward slash ask us, you can send us any questions that you might have. Um, and we're always ready and eager to answer those questions. Because like you say, I think one of the challenges of development studies is People often don't know about it because it's not something that is studied at school, but it is something that I think a lot of um, young people these days would be very, very interested in. So do come and say hi and ask any questions that you might have. Thank you so much, Sarah. Um, maybe I should go back to university and can, can change my pathway because it's, it's really intrigued me today talking to you. Hopefully, if we obviously have anybody who comes to visit us for an open day or comes on campus and, and wants to explore a little bit further, do come and say hello to myself or Sarah if we're there at an open day. But thank you so much. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Email schools at uea.ac.uk to find out what we can do to support your school. That's it for another month. Thank you very much to Sarah and Hannah for joining us and explaining all things international development. I hope you've got some students that you think might be interested and you can share those details with them. And please do remember to join us for our taster lectures. So we've got the COP26 series in the first two weeks of November, um, but we'll be running, obviously, taster lectures throughout the term. So do take a look, uea.ac.uk forward slash study forward slash tasters. Take care, have a good month. We'll see you next time. That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion, or ask us a question, drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.